0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 647 Kyle Clark Hey How you doing? I'm doing good You're particularly like, like AM traffic reporty right now I like it Well,
1: let's uh, let's go to traffic And we're gonna see what's happening <laughs> someone, I should just do the tick, 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 tick Like the typewriters in the background <laughs> Like we're in a busy, bustling newsroom
0: Anything on the, the Nerdist community corkboard? Uh, I got one that I think you're gonna enjoy Are you familiar with Texas? I've heard of it Well, there's a town in Denton And on April 4th they're having an entire day dedicated to Doctor Who. They're having what? Doctor Who day in, in Denton, Texas, in Texas, April 4th? Yes. They you are, sh- are shitting they me. They are showing uh, the uh, Doctor Who, the ninth Doctor miniseries, as like a big public screening. And they're just literally, it's a full day full of just Doctor Who activities. Interesting choice. That's fantastic. It's uh, It looks real cool. That came from uh, uh, Jake Eckes. And uh, that sounds insane. They're going to have just TARDISes and sonic screwdrivers. And just Texas will become a whole little nexus of the universe. Love it. I love it. Uh, anything else on there? Uh, I got another one for this guy, uh, Mike Valdez, who has sent it a couple times. He has a band called Mike Valdez and the Noise, and they have an album called Dreamer that he just put out. We got nice. a lot of talented young musicians who have been sending in stuff. And Great. So send in everything. Send at events at nerdist.com. So, uh, Mike Valdez and the Noise.bandcamp.com, because God loves uh, Bandcamp and all their supporting independent music. But uh, his re- record's pretty good. He's, uh, he's hit me up on Twitter a few times. He is a, a really talented young musician, and I really like his record. So, you should get that record, put it in your car, And then road trip to Doctor Who Day. Yes. Um, I'm adding a bunch more cities to the Fun Comfortable Tour. So go to
1: funcomfortabletour.com. I have cities through the rest of the year. I will be going to Texas. Not on April
0: 4th, unfortunately. uh, But I would. If only you had some kind of object that could transcend space and time. I don't know what that would be. Uh, I mean, mean, maybe somebody could write in with an idea of some sort. I don't know. I need to make a phone call in this police box. What's happening?
1: (laughs) Um, Also, I believe we're doing a beta test at Meltdown uh, the 16th in a week. Yep. March 16th. Um, I don't know who's on that show just yet, but it'll
0: be me and two people. We uh, on, out jokes. on this is rad. We record it while you're doing beta test upstairs, and so sometimes when it gets real loud, we'll just be like, "Goodwin, Chris." Oh, thanks, but it's not always me, Kyle. There's yeah, other we comedians like on there. You. We just assume it's you. Who was on the last? One? The last one was that was uh, the epic one with April Richardson, and T.J. Miller, Miller, and and, uh, and, uh, was and oh, it was Matt Kirshen. That was it. Yeah, Matt Kirshen was on I there, just there too. I'm always excited to see that April Richardson because she's a delight. She's delightful. If only there was a way they could see her as she's traveling across the country yeah, on the fun, comfortable there tour. There uh, This episode is Jack
1: Antonoff, who was promoting. The Bleachers' album "Strange Desire." Uh, Jack was in the band Fun, and uh, he
0: is—he is such a nice man. <laughs> He's so nice. It was crazy. Like that was just everybody went, "What a nice man!" I mean, not just nice,
1: but int- what were you gonna say?
2: I was just gonna say, "In Steel Train," because I love Steel Train.
1: You love Steel Train. Steel yeah. Train are a solid band, uh, and uh, yeah, very introspective guy. Super. Kind of a deep fellow. Super deep. I would say. Uh, But I enjoyed having him on. And so uh, we'll have him back again at some point. Uh, Thanks, Jack Antonoff. And I believe he's just Jack Antonoff on Twitter. So follow his various musings on the tweets. Here's Nerdist Podcast number 647 with Jack Antonoff. Katie, start the thing.
3: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: This is. Uh, I was in a comedy group, a musical comedy duo, and this was the album. Hard and firm. Hard and firm. Hardwick and firm. Yeah. This uh, picture is a piece of. Uh, there's this place in Tucson called the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, and all of the. Uh, it's basically a bunch of indigenous animals to to the desert. Oh. And they've sort of carved this sort of like a natural zoo, like there's yeah. sort of natural enclosures, but it very much like just blends into the desert and they're all indigenous creatures. That's cool. And uh, and so this was a sign, like this was a sign for the display of horses and grasses. Oh,
4: nice.
2: All- Are you from yeah. Tucson?
1: No, but my ex-girlfriend was from Tucson. Really? So we used to go there all the time. Yeah, you were like old Club desert Congress?
2: green. The what? Club Congress?
1: I've been there. It's a
2: really cool place.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: uh, I really like Tucson a lot. I really like it.
1: But anyway, I had to call the museum and be like, can I use this picture for an album cover? And uh, they were like, well, what's the content like? And, you know, some of our content is a little sweary. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, I think we say the F word and maybe like tits a couple of times. And the guy was
4: like... Oh, all right, uh, everyone. What's the band called? Chris and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: anyway, that's the backstory. Uh, for yeah. us. But we're not here to talk about my uh, old comedy groups, Jack. We're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Jack
2: today. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pre- just pretty good. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been in bed. My girlfriend had her appendix out, and so Oof. I've been in bed because she's recovering for three days straight. So oh my I'm like, God. You know when you take time off. And instead of it being, like, relaxing, it's, like, strange?
1: Yes, it's strange because uh, it's the momentum of all the times that you were not relaxing all of a sudden, uh, yeah. coming to a sudden stop. And your but body... But on someone else's account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your yeah.
4: body
2: slamming into itself. Totally. And uh, there's, like, a lot of people are sending cupcakes. Mm-hmm. So I feel, like, really bloated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm yeah. good.
1: Are cupcakes good for uh, an appendix out?
2: No, people don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially like flowers. Like people f- send flowers, and it's like, what do you do with flowers? Well, why don't they you just send her die. a good appendix? That's a exactly. Does anyone think a to do better that? one? No, no one thought to do that. Dicks, just a lot of crap from Jones on Third. Pretty rude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. It's expensive enough that it looks like we tried.
2: <laughs> I've never. I was not raised that way. Like I've never sent a thank you card. I've never sent... a th- you're, you're looking at me like that's terrible. I've never... it's I at the staff. Okay, I thought you were making a thank you card face. Yeah, you're really sensitive about the thank you card thing. Well, because some people are like, some people are like, you don't send fucking yeah, thank but you I cards. Have, like aunt, that's, that's terrible. My wife's would father, never, too. Yeah. Never? I've never... Have you? I have, yeah. I wasn't raised like that. If someone's sick, I don't send them food. Just like my parents didn't do that yeah. for me. Or I
4: give them ever. a hollow, let me know if you need anything. Yeah, like I text all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah what exactly. If did did.
4: Let you know? What if they're yeah. like,
1: oh, okay, can you run by the store and pick up some honeycomb? I've,
4: comb I've and done and, it. People have called my bluff and I've had to man up and like, bring friends soup. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's manning up? Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to drive across town for someone else's soup. Manning up is like fighting a bear, like not going no, to the no, store. No, no, like a, a modern man up. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like, like giving like, someone a ride when <laughs> he was a Exactly, being inconvenienced Temporary, uh, man I'm, Yeah
1: Man, I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> i just did, did her appendix burst? or was No, it like, no, it was no?
2: just like a, a precautionary It was like a preemptive oh, okay Removal Something
1: was wrong though, right? It wasn't like, why don't you just take this out And no, we'll see what happens No, it wasn't like, no. there's
2: a couple of days off, let's do this It was a good idea Good it, I mean, doctors, you do what they say, you know? In general, yeah. But it did, it, it did get this conversation going where my dream in life, mm-hmm. which is sort of what happened to her, is that I'll go to the doctor and he'll, do, he'll look all over the place and then he'll like say, it's this, and then he'll like put his hand on me and be like, you're going to start feeling a lot better. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> don't you feel like shit?
4: Yeah, yeah, and sure. Like,
2: and it's like nothing, right? Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. Don't you wish like a doctor would be like, we found the thing? Yeah. And you're going to start feeling a lot less tired. <laughs> A lot less weird. There's one
4: weird
1: hair yeah. on your shoulder, and if we
2: pull it out, every, yeah. everything's going to
1: fall into I place. I knew it.
4: I knew that was something. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone, something. like everyone feels this way. Everyone feels like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well there's there's got to be something better.
1: Well, the reason that everyone feels like garbage is because here we go. We do <laughs> we don't take time to not be plugged into something at all times. Like your attention is being uh, sapped. All day long, you're having to focus on things all day long, and we're mentally exhausted, mentally exhausted. So I, I think that's probably well in your case too. You're busy with work shit too.
2: Yeah, but I feel like your life becomes your life. So then you, like you stop like I stop thinking about touring as something that makes me tired or right. like or hurts my body. Right. So I just think about the fact that like do I have like do I have mono. Right. Is there something wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can someone help? Is there anything that anyone can do? Yeah. And that's why a lot of people are addicted to pills and things. Well, I <laughs> yeah. spend a lot of money on, like, injections and stuff. Oh, like B12s and yeah. shit? Yeah. Does it work? That. I don't know. I think so. I'd you like know? to think it does. Yeah. I think. It's I an- feel pretty energetic
4: with it when I get them done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you get the one that makes you feel like you, you peed? Yeah. Magnesium, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and there's weird.
4: Uh, and there's another one where they put some milk thistle in it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I do all that stuff because... Hey, are you guys getting yeah. injections at Whole Foods? You probably could. Yeah.
4: That's like, you can, it's like, you know well some of these injection places are pretty much just like holistic mumbo jumbo stuff, but you know. But I think it works. You know, what would be really great would be hugjections where someone could just transfer
1: whatever you minerals you needed from that their sex. body.
4: That's a hug injection. Oh, say. it is. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah, that's when you true. you hug, and then there's fluids. Yeah. Transmit.
1: So that's like literal milk thistle <laughs> yeah. uh, ah, ah. turning Hizzle, in, buddy. turning into a baby. Um. <laughs> Was, so it's okay that you came here today and not. Oh yeah, yeah it,
2: it's the tail end of it. Okay, good. But it's but it's just weird to have time to do nothing. It makes you feel worse when when people say it's going to make you feel better. Have you been watching anything? Uh, I watched the. You could catch Dr- up on girls. I heard that show's real good. It's so good. It uh, good. <laughs> Drug lord documentary on El Chapo. Yeah, you see it? No. You know no. El Chapo? No, I don't know this one. He's like apparently like the biggest dude. Like right now. Well, he's been taken out. Oh uh, well, he was arrested, but it's like just, an appendix. Yeah, th- th- that's where they got him. Yep. Um, <laughs> I watched the Descendants documentary. Ah, uh,
4: filmage. It's great. That's great. It's great, but so it's like nothing really. Like nothing, nothing really new. bad happens. Like, it's like you know. It's like the guy ends up getting like a, a it, brain tumor. It's, it's a fan-only documentary. It really is. If you want footage yeah. you haven't seen yet, it's just cool. Yeah, it's just really really cool. I, I enjoyed it. it um, made me feel good. I started watching the
2: Affair. How is that? Yeah, they, how they just
1: that? got picked up for a second season, so it must have been good.
2: It's okay. I don't like they do this thing that makes me fucking crazy where they... We can curse, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me fucking crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it makes me want to fucking kill myself. But uh, where they like... Half the episode is his perspective and the other half is her perspective, which is sort of a neat idea, right? Yeah. But in, every time they switch perspectives, not only do different things happen, and not even like a subtle way, like people seeing things, definitely like totally different things happen and they're wearing different clothes. So I just don't oh, understand it gets hard to like what up. element of like science fiction. Some characters are white that are here. black and the other one like they're just mixed <laughs> up. That's problematic, yeah.
1: Well, I think maybe that's just a way to further change like to further show the idea of just how wildly different perspectives can be.
2: It bugs me. Mm. And, and McNulty's in it. Yeah. Um, and I always see him as McNulty. Yep. Um, it's okay. <laughs> TV's weird. It's a weird time in TV because I feel like I could watch anything sometimes. It's, there. It, it, you know, the days of just sitting on the couch and letting
1: whatever's on hit you in the face, I haven't had that in a real long well, time. Well, nothing's
2: really procedural anymore. No. Everything is like, you have to be so invested. Yeah. Like, everything has
4: an arc now. Yeah. Except for uh, Law and Order. That's why it continues to be just such a powerhouse. I don't think it's on anymore, is it?
2: Well, one of them is, NCIS right? is not Law and Order. No, or it it's is. not.
1: It is? Aren't the Law and Order's done, Kyle? That's the, oh. That's the sex one, right? Yeah. Special victims <laughs> units It's a sex thing <laughs> That's a sex crimes one Yeah, I haven't seen That one I never watched I hadn't seen that one But boy, I remember the days of uh, When I had all the free time in the world Which I don't miss But Catching like three or four Law and Orders And maybe a few Quantum Leaps on the USA channel
4: Yeah And yeah. <laughs> not thinking about which episode going to be Just watching it
1: I wish Sam could have leaped into Jack McCoy. That would have been really fun. That
4: would have been fun.
1: But I don't foresee that crossover happening now, (laughs) since both shows are not happening anymore. But anyway, if uh, Sam Watterson or Scott Bakula is listening to the podcast, and you have control over that IP, then by all means, let's make it happen. I'm
4: surprised they haven't tried to bring it back, on
1: What, Quantum Leap?
2: Uh, Yeah. That's a show that should come back. Did you watch Quantum Leap? No. Do people want it back?
4: Yes! Uh,
2: I really, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. What a good what, show when was it on? Like late nineties, early nineties. No, 90s. early nineties.
4: 90s, yeah. Maybe late
1: eighties, early nineties.
4: Yeah, it was
2: good. Well, Scott, how old are you?
1: Thirty.
4: Thirty. Okay, thirty-two. <laughs> it was are you thirty.
1: No. How old are you? I'm a lot older than that. A lot. Mm-hmm. You look about thirty. I appreciate that. And it's your birthday. <laughs> I'll be forty-three. Nice. In, yeah, you're tomorrow. Days, Sunday. 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 Yeah.
2: It's yeah. Great. Sunday. How does that feel? Together. Um. Well, was forty a big deal? Thirty-nine was a big deal. I understand that. I think 31 is going to be a big deal. Yeah, because it's not... For the same reason.
1: Because it's like, this thing is coming. Yeah. But then once you turn it, then you're like, well, here I am. Can't stop it. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know what I think it is? You know, it's funny because um, I think uh, it's just whatever this idea built up in my head about, you know, where you... When you start to approach it, then you start going like, oh, yeah, I don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. There is an end point to everything, and so that's sort of a head trip. And then um, just these preconceived notions we had about our parents' generation and what it means to be certain ages and just these ideas about what we put in our heads. You got to
2: have like 20 years off of that, I think.
1: I hope. Yeah. So I'm like 23. Um, And then... uh,
2: It's it's easier for a man, though. It's... With with the
1: children conversation. Because we could potentially forever.
2: You have a lot of time.
1: Yeah. Tony Randall was having kids uh, well into his 70s. Jesus. And... um, and so, uh, so live like Tony Randall is the lesson for today. Thanks for tuning in. But it, it, but I think that uh, you know it is weird. It's it is it is strange. But philosophically, it, you know, I look at it and I go, well. I'm in better shape and doing better in my life than I ever have been, so that should be good, but then you're like, yeah, but the number. So it is sort of, I don't know, it's it's sort of weird.
2: Yeah, it's a weird thing. I think about dying a lot, so it's a weird thing. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah, how can you not? How do you how do you want to die? I don't want to. Well, we have to. Um I mean in the most square way. Like I would love to just like you know during
1: a scandal marathon?
2: Yeah, during a scandal marathon <laughs> and you know, like a long, long time from now, just sort of like drift off. Or you know what? With everyone I love surrounding in a in a fuck fucking blaze of shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like like when I'm on an airplane I feel very scared. And when I'm on an airplane with like all the people that I would miss if if were dead or whatever, yeah. I'm not scared anymore. Well, That's interesting. So it'd actually be nice if, like, I was a hundred, and then we were taking, like, they were taking me on a family vacation to celebrate my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's on this so trip, yeah, and selfish at the same time. <laughs> and on this trip, we all went down together. Yeah. They,
1: they were taking you on a. They were taking you on a a, a, a cannonball exploration, yes. Where you basically <laughs> everyone just does weird circus things, yeah. and then uh oh mishap. We shouldn't have shot a hundred year old guy out of a cannon. <laughs> uh, but at least we were all here Yeah yeah. But they have to die too Well okay Then how about this uh, We fire your Because now I'm involved In the planning of it We fire your 100 year old body Into your friends and family Or at least Like into uh, Like you could You could put them around Some type of a, a, a device That would then explode When you hit like it a,
2: Rue like, yeah, like yeah. a Rube Goldberg Something Yeah like a Rube Goldberg We trigger into a Rube Goldberg Yeah I trigger something That triggers a That annihilates them That's right You know what I really want Actually now that I'm thinking about it Is I want the world to end because I th- I think it would be stressful, like like serious FOMO, yeah, to die and then everything keeps going. It'll definitely happen when It'll, I die. No, I mean like the world, the world will definitely will end. end. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually think that that's a fair thing to to hope not hope for, but wonder if that in our generation we'll see the world end. That's not crazy. Um, not, and I don't mean end in like a like like just like like we destroy the world, like just some like, right. horrible nuclear situation, right? Like it's that's not insane. No, I guess it's not insane, but uh, but it would be.
1: It would be pretty or something vaguely apocalyptic. It would have to be an it would have to be a pretty insane event for the entire world to yeah, get snapped out. Yeah, not the whole world, out. but
2: just something apocalyptic where yeah. it's like it gets bad. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. The, the Omega Man. And me and my loved ones yeah. can move on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, as long in, as they're not doing anything without me. At some point in <laughs> yeah. billions of
1: years, the sun will expand and uh take out uh, everything near it and then um So it really is a
4: race. Oh, it's not a race. It's a race to get to another planet. Oh, to oh, that's what you okay. I don't not for us though. For other people maybe. We're not gonna make it there. No. We're not gonna be around. No, 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 no. no,
1: We wouldn't want
2: to, it's so stressful. Our molecules will be around though.
1: What? Our strands of carbon will be around, redistributed into the carbon sphere.
4: We talking like uh, other lives?
1: No, I'm, I mean I think our, our literal, our literal s- molecules will just be scattered and reabsorbed over and over again, oh. scattered into the earth and then. Yeah, reabsorbed. I think that's true. Yeah. So I mean I don't think we'll have any consciousness about it, but uh, yeah, I think. I Think ultimately, what if you like we're in seventh grade and we all just got
2: high for the first time? Yeah, <laughs> like, man. Some real NYU freshman shit. Like I don't believe in God, but like yeah. this table could be God. Like, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like an old man with a big white beard, but. Yeah.
0: You know, Spiritual,
1: maybe he's got a goatee. Yeah. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My God has a goatee. <laughs> if religions taught us one thing, it's that Jesus was definitely white.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. My <laughs> point, point is I don't want to be like torn apart by wolves or anything like that. Right, that's, right, That's right. the one thing want I'm sure You slowly. You just no. want
1: it to be like super fast. Yeah. You just like want your head to
4: come off or just no, want to explode? No, not that either. You want to explode? I'd like to explode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah spontaneously combust?
1: It just of like just to explode. Yeah. I don't know spontaneous combustion. The... I think spontaneous combustion's bad news because you basically I think there's you're still conscious while you're it's expanding while you're catching on fire.
2: Yeah. Well, it also has implications for the things around you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's like true. can you just spontaneously combust without like certain like science stuff happening around you that's not good for the environment? Oh, like do you let off of some certain yeah. kind of gas? That annihilates the other people you love, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe? I see where you're going with this. Spontaneous
1: family combustion. (laughs) That's really interesting. You know, it's funny. I've talked about this before, but I'm not... It's not the actual death part that I'm super afraid of, but it's all of the dread that would surround such a thing. Um and it's interesting that we're talking about this because it's this sort of the year anniversary of my dad dying and that was just he just had a he just he had a heart attack and just that was it no nothing he was totally fine up to that point obviously no. he wasn't fine or he wouldn't have a heart attack but for all intents and purposes he was fine yeah and then gone and uh, and I think I mean, obviously, it's horrible, but I think, like, wow, what a great way to go! Like, how lucky that he didn't have to wither, and you know, and it sucks to lose someone suddenly. But at the same time, he didn't have to suffer. He didn't have to know it was coming. The family didn't have to watch him shrivel. Like he, yeah. it was the I, to me, it was like, oh yeah, that's that's how you want to go. Like, yeah. oh my, I, I have like indigestion, fully and then remembered gone. As yes, himself. yes, it's absolutely. better to burn out than to fade away. Right. Yeah. Spontaneous combustion <laughs> so it was uh so it's, for me, I think that would probably be a great a great way at some yeah. point, just not soon no, not soon do you feel like you're in a do you feel like you're in a race like I gotta beat death to a certain some finish line of things to
2: make yeah, I really do i don't know why, but I feel very like stressed about the things I want to accomplish and how i'm going to do them. And that the, that list of things keeps changing, so it's sort of like a spiral. It's sort of like the thing that keeps me alive and kills me at the same time. Did you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Well, I had I had two siblings. One died, actually, which is topical. Oh, jeez. Um, like 12 years ago. The opposite was was sick for a long time. Um, but so now I have one sister. So she must have just been a kid. Yeah, she was 13. Oh, my God. I was God. 18 at the time. But which I think plays into that. Like, I don't know how you felt since you lost your father, but like, I think that when you lose people and then you're so aware of how quick it is, you just, some people, some people have the opposite reaction and just, you know, lie face down in bed, but then other people get like obsessed with the things they want to do. Right. Like I had a little bit of that to just uh, like,
1: Oh shit, there's very limited. We must do as much as possible. Yeah.
2: Just sort of like a, like the cliche feeling of like we got to live, you know? Yeah.
1: But you know what though? What's interesting about that is that you can run around scrambling around so much that you're actually not living; you're just occupying your time with activities and chores.
2: I think about that a lot with work. It's like there's all these things I want to do, but then like, how do you also find the balance to, you know, the past three days of like lying in bed? Like that was also pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were a lot of like interesting conversations, and we just sort of existed.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's because in some cases you do one or the other, where it's just very much an all or nothing kind of a kind of an approach. Some people are very good with moderation, where they can. Go yeah, you know I work during the week and then Saturday, Saturday. You know, like our manager Alex is like yeah. he's works like a dog all week long, but then you know Friday it's like Friday rolls along and he's like yeah I just hung out with the kids and just chased a ball around the yard and swatted the kids on yeah. the ass and gave them
4: hugs and yeah. you, you can know. call him you can try and talk about work but he won't hear it and he's, yeah and he's yeah. fulfilled he's and he's totally fulfilled. fulfilled he's the happiest guy I know really yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just loves it. Wow! Yeah, loves his life and just is so easygoing and really just the more probably one of the most balanced people we know. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, feel, I feel jealous of that.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think about it a lot. You I know. think about like just you know the idea of like trying to figure out like aspirations and work, and also just having like a a fulfilling life of like you know friends and meaningful moments uh, that come from out- outside of accomplishments. There's a it's like yeah. that's a thing that I've always been trying. To it's nature, out. it's
1: but it's it's also a nature nurture thing. So like, what did you learn when what did, how did you learn to deal with the world, and then also what specific chemicals happen to be you know squishing around in your brain that that predispose you to certain Behavior patterns, yeah, yeah I would imagine. But I
2: deal with a lot of like chip on my shoulder stuff with work, like that. That you goes, resent way- it? No, no. Like I feel like, like I grew up in in like, you know, middle class New Jersey, where it was like everyone went to school and then went to college. I didn't do that stuff, and like in those, you know, some like some uptown shit. But like <laughs> in the context of my life, like that was like everyone was like, oh, he's a loser, he's going on tour, and so a lot of my career and my work ethic is also based on like. I'm not a loser. Yeah, proving like, am wrong. Yeah, like like there's this invisible. Person We've already like, done a pretty good job of. But it doesn't go away. They're no, like, I know it doesn't, know. doesn't yeah, go yeah, away. Yeah. I know it doesn't go away. But some people just feel like 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 someone's against them or not. I don't, and I don't know if it's a bad thing. Always.
1: I think I think a lot of it has to do with goal setting and, and, the, and the specificity of your goal setting. So in other words, it's funny that um, we set so many goals that are event based or thing based or out or externally based. We say, like, oh, I want to do this, or I have to accomplish this, I have to accomplish this. And then ultimately you would think, well, the underlying reason must be so that I can be happy and fulfilled. But it's very rare that people set goals where they go, you know, I want to go to bed every night happy or feeling fulfilled. And yeah. so I'm going to make choices during that day. Some day that might be work, some days that might be exercising, some days that might be shoving brownies into my face. Like, But every day I'm going to go to bed happy. It's weird that we sort of Try to take these circuitous routes to happiness without just going. I think I'm just going to try to figure out what makes me happy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is really Like I feel like I'm happy in a in a big way. Yes. But on but a lot of nights I go to bed or wake up really you know miserable, stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that those are all part of things that are making me happy in the big way. Right, right, right. It's the the. the it's funny
1: that you can have a macro happiness but micro stress.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like, I do have a lot of, like, lately I've, I've had a lot of, like, waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, and being like, I've made a series of decisions that have led me here. You know, to looking like a 95-year-old professor. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, is that you are
1: only 30 years old, and then you have plenty of time to... And you don't have your, a doctorate. Yep. Yeah. To fill your <laughs> life with whatever you want. You're not
2: a, you're not a professor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not an Egyptian professor. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... It is. Uh, you can still do. You can still do whatever you want. Well, what else do you want to do besides music stuff?
2: I, I basically want to do this, but I, I want to keep um, doing it better, you know. And I want to keep pushing. Kind of, just want to keep pushing at it really hard. And that's uh, that of gross. No, not at all. <laughs> um, How do you define what's better? That that that's the tough thing. Is it just sort of like is a feeling or it isn't? You know. So you work on stuff. You can work on stuff for months and months, and it could be like. Cool. And you could have an idea that happens in two minutes. You're like, that's the shit. Like, that's the that's the cool thing. You know, that's the thing that feels really interesting. That's the thing that I'm really proud to do. Um, and so you just, it's like this weird search for that feeling. Yeah. And you just have to keep working and putting yourself in the position to hope it, it happens. Yeah. And it feels really good when it happens. But it also, it's like anytime it happens... I immediately have this feeling of like, oh fuck, when's it going to happen again? It's, it's it's like how people describe you know heroin or whatever. Yeah. The dragon. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, you're addicted look, to the high of accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, because it does feel so good. It makes you feel like you have a, a purpose. You know, when I'm when I'm doing things like that, when I'm in t- in, in touch with that, I feel alive and like I have um, a reason to exist and like I matter and I'm contributing something. And when I don't, it's like the opposite. I feel like who gives a shit.
1: Right, but just be careful not to. Not that you ask me, but it's just I've been through this. What's your take on it? Just, just be careful not to rely too heavily on external sources
2: of validation. They're very nice. No, it's a personal thing. It, it is. It's, it's all like my opinion of it. Yeah, like when I think something is like really exciting.
1: Do you ever make lists of things? Like, do you ever make your lists of uh, you know like, you're like what did I do this year and just write down everything that you accomplished professionally and emotionally and relationship wise? I mean, if you see everything laid out. You, you could probably go like oh okay actually you know cuz you tend to only really give yourself credit for like the last thing you did yeah, yeah. but no, if, you never see, done if you that. if you see everything laid out you might go oh well i actually have i think i am sort of on the right path
4: or at least i have you know yeah i've done that the, the past uh, few years and it's a it's a really nice thing to do really for so do you,
2: do you do it at the end of the year or just i do it at the end of the year
4: me? or i'll do it like midway through the year and kind of uh just you know, look at the things I did or I pulled off or the things like even just like happy moments that I recalled. Like I kind of put them all on this like list of the year. The it's
1: amazing year. the incredible things that you might accomplish that you just forget. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I did do that thing, you yeah. know, because you're so focused on Totally. You know, short term, short term. Yeah. It's a real it's a real pain in the ass. I think about
2: that <laughs> a lot with like anxiety and depression too. It's like the, the your capability of being kind to yourself is like minute compared to how you can treat other people. So like the way that like we speak to ourselves or some people do it, like of you would never speak to another person. Of course. Like it's unbelievable kind of like making a list and putting it in front of your face. Like, yeah, I think about that a lot. and I've talked about it in therapy too. Like why can't I treat myself the way I treat other people? Like if I saw someone else being like, I'm panicked about this and that, I'd be like, no, you're, you're great. You've done all these things and blah, blah, blah. It's bizarre that you can't, use that voice on, your, on yourself. Have you
1: ever... Have you do, you... do you have someone that you're close to, friend or family, or relationship or otherwise that beats themselves up and then you get mad at them for beating themselves up the way that you would get mad at someone else for beating them up? Yeah, people I'm really close to I can abuse on, on, on that level. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean you. I mean like... I mean like they beat themselves up. When they beat themselves up. And then you're like... Stop doing that, like yeah, the way yeah. that you would say "stop doing" if it was someone else attacking them. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you, that, and so when you, see, you know, when you can see that, it's such a bad. We really are mean to our. We're really mean to ourselves, and and I think a lot of it just, you know, it's it's early childhood stuff. At what what level do you think you deserve? And what you know, when people start getting out of that comfort level, then they sort of freak out. You know, I mean, like you have this idea in your head of like, this is who I am, and I deserve no better than this, and if If things start going really well, you might start pounding yourself to balance it out or something. I don't know. But you don't have to do that. I think the universe is neutral. Yeah. No one – it doesn't really care. You make up all those rules in your head. Yeah. The universe is neutral, it's a nice thought. It yeah. is. It doesn't, you know, when people think like things are conspiring, it's like, no, nothing is yeah. you just I think about that, yeah. Like no one gives a shit. No one yeah, gives a like, shit. Like a, I the universe that, yeah.
2: like a, a meaner way to say is like the universe doesn't give a fuck. They really yeah. don't. Like no. I, I talk about that a lot with people that are close to me. It's like it's things that seem so huge in our lives, it's like no one gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not the good stuff, not like if you write a good song or if you do good work, but just like the other stuff you might be worried that is like in the ether. It's like yeah, I no always, one cares.
4: I always say like it's like the best slash worst thing you could like know yourself or tell somebody's like no one gives a shit about you so with that information it's like relax no one gives a shit so do what you want but it's also no one gives a shit you know (laughs) so it's the best worst thing you can find out like uh you know
1: just well people give a shit but i just think in a broader sense they're just focused on their own shit yeah they're not thinking about that thing you said at a party and they're not focused on it and you you know unless you tell someone You know, like, hey, uh, go fuck your mother with a grenade. In general, they're not thinking about a thing. You don't need to... Call them and go Remember that thing I said That was really dumb They're gonna be like What are you talking about yeah. like, Everyone's focused on themselves once, uh, yeah.
4: like, uh, I once like, I got into a habit A while back to, Like, I would look in the mirror Before leaving the house Going They don't care And you don't care about that And then <laughs> I would leave <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> They
2: don't care And you don't care about
1: that By the that. way I, I hope you were dressed up In like 70s garb With sideburns <laughs> and like I was a, trying a new See, I saw a
2: zoot suit just like, Yeah, yeah. Just like, Oh you saw a zoot yeah. suit Yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> they don't just, care And you, you don't care, don't about you about care about that. And
0: you don't care Okay,
4: um
1: well, how does this factor into your relationship then are you do you guys have a good balance with um you know the the different neuroses
2: yeah, I think so, you know, I think it's good to on one hand, people with similar neuroses shouldn't be together because then you could get into like. Is this cancerous? And the person's like, I don't know.
4: It, it yeah, could uh, be. Is it, do you think it is?
2: But no, I think that you learn to be really good when you're in all your relationships in life. You learn to be good. Uh, to to you learn to be like a counter. Yeah. You know, it's sort or of. you try to be?
1: It seems like. I don't know. This is. I am not a therapist. What are you going <laughs> to <you> say? <laughs>
2: well, it's just. That. <laughs> However. However. <laughs> if, if I a, may. Here's a
4: prescription. Wait, what? <laughs>
1: It's just that if you had to watch your younger sister die, you, are, you have no control over that. So does that mean that you might be prone to trying to hyper-control everything else because you were in this situation when you were young that you couldn't fix? Are you trying to fix something now that you think maybe you couldn't fix when you were younger?
2: I don't know if it's as much fixing, but I have real control issues. Like, I have real germ issues. Mm-hmm. So I think about that a lot and I think about all the ways in which, like, I need to control that and wash my hands and not touch certain things. And Yeah. Um, but it's all bullshit because I think about it, you know, then I'll be in a car and I won't wear my seatbelt. And, like, right. I'll, I'll hmm. sooner die of that than, like, <laughs> yeah. try to see. But, yeah, like, you know, it's why I'm so upset on planes. Mm-hmm. I have real control. Like, I want to be able to control things because I've had so many things that were... That felt out of control And not just Also is that experience But then also what happens after that Like my life felt out of control For an extended period of time Sure You know I couldn't control Like you ever had panic attacks? Yeah of course Like, like that is um, It's such a profound experience Because in the, From the second you have your first one and, like, you know, real panic attacks, not like, you know, you hear people like, oh, I'm having a panic attack. It's like, like, well, if you're having a fucking panic attack, you wouldn't be telling me. You'd be, like...
1: You'd be fucking running around in circles clutching yeah, your yeah. chest. <laughs> exactly.
2: You'd be, like, strapped up to a cardio machine. You know, you'd be freaking out. Yeah. Um. And, and so... You know, when I started in pain tax, my life really changed because I felt like I had no control of my life. Like, I couldn't go to dinner. I couldn't go to a movie. I couldn't do anything because what if I had. You know how it is. The fear Fuck. of having one is worse Oh, than my internet. God. Yeah.
1: That was the first month when I was in college. I had them for a month and I didn't know what they were. Yeah. And the internet was not really a thing that everyone had access to all the time yet. So it was, I just didn't know. I was just like, there's something wrong, I thought I was dying, yeah, me too, yeah. it felt like how a strokes have been described to me, and the fear of going out i don't know why I needed to be home, it was still the same experience, but yeah i couldn't I couldn't go out because I was like I could go and then I could freak out, but then I just need to raise home
2: yeah and and the, and the fear of if they happen is almost greater than them happening
1: well, that's because panic attacks are based on. And anxiety is based on um, the what if question, yeah, which is uh, usually a terrible – any question that you ask yourself that starts with what if is usually a terrible question yeah, because it sends you in a very bad direction. It's
2: never like, <laughs> what if my career goes the way I dream it will? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what if what everything if, what
4: just
1: if
2: works could, out rad what today? Am. What if twenty years from now I look back and I've really accomplished it all?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What if I'm already fulfilled?
2: (laughs) What if my lunch is as good as I want it to be?
1: But that's where I think. But that's where I think people actually have more control than they think. And when they find themselves asking bad "what if" questions, you can, you know, and even if it does nothing more than distract you for a minute, that's enough to stave off, you know, what could be a very a horrible panic situation. Well, it's all
2: how you look at it. Like, you can see the human mind and body as, like, this flailing piece piece of garbage that has no control and might just get, like, shot in the head and, like, is emotionally unstable and can't do anything. And panic attacks make you feel like this, like, irrelevant, out-of-control thing. Right. Or you could see, like, yourself, your mind, your body is, like, this amazing machine that has so much control. And when you can rationalize things and talk through things yourself in your head, you, you really feel unstoppable. So, it, I've, like, I've really felt both ends of that spectrum really intensely
1: yeah which is funny because you can be so certain of that but then occasionally you'll get hit by one where you're like no but this time this I really do need to be hooked up to a cardio machine yeah. like oh no this was that thing they're again. so
2: physical but people who haven't had them don't understand how physical they are like yeah. you can s- not see straight you can your your entire body will feel like it's not yours you won't
1: oh it's the word if you, if you if you go look at the um if you go look at the dummy symptoms that go along, and I say dummy symptoms, in other words, they're not like they're not usually what you think they are. Yeah. But the the list of symptoms is really extensive and crazy, and like wow, that too can be
2: a symptom of anxiety. Like it's it's pretty. It's insane, and the long term symptoms are crazy. The worst is I don't know if you guys ever have this, but you ever disassociate? Um, Do- I haven't really been
1: disconnected in that way. I mean, I, I've certainly felt. Out of my body yeah, a that, bit Yeah that
2: feeling Where you're not there
1: But not it's, But I, I've had limited experience With that
2: That's my least favorite uh, Well of course <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine Because <laughs> that's that's that, Those are the moments And that comes from Panic and anxiety Where you're just like Well I'm not even Living my fucking life Yeah So it's not even like With panic and anxiety You're like I'm living a horrible life <laughs> But when you disassociate <laughs> You're like I'm not even living a life
1: Oh yeah Well there You know And if you uh, I've seen before People on you know and just in looking at anxiety forms, which I've had to do sometimes, someone will say, like, talking about disassociation, like, yeah, you know, I, I, did, some, I did some drug or whatever when I was young and I've never felt, like, and
2: something, like, broke. I thought I had that. I, that's, I write about that a lot on my, the record. I talk about acid, experience I had with acid. And I literally thought that I ruined my life because I was like fucked for a couple months. Oh, like, for shit. a couple months, yeah. I was like totally, but it was also like a year after I lost my sister. It was very, it was terrible timing. It like unlocked a lot, but like it really blew me out. And I was just totally not there. And I was like home for months.
1: Well, you probably. My guess is that you probably just didn't want to deal with all of the. Yeah, it's it's strange that. Um, yeah, the the you know the 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 sadness from losing someone is really. It's very unique because it's not like I mean you go through a breakup and you're bummed out about it, but you know exactly what it is that you're upset about. But the but actually losing someone or like going through a real like some really intense trauma, it just it just settles this really deep. It's just like it's almost like um you know like a very deep lake below a glacier or mm-hmm. something where it's just down there and you don't realize it and you're like I just feel weird I don't know. Yeah. and then someone will go. Oh well, uh, you know uh, your dad died. Oh my God, that's co- of course that's what it is. Like yeah. you
2: just forget. You you walk with it more than you do other things. That Absolutely, because it just it
1: just kind of settles into
2: your molecule. Like in a breakup, you'll like be you'll you know, be really distraught, and you'll do something like, "Oh, I haven't thought about Mary in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. so that was great." <laughs> yeah. Like with loss and that kind of grief, it's it, just a part of you now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's like you, you know, and then you just live with it forever, and it changes, um, but it never goes away, and it shouldn't you know that that's also a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. You the, wouldn't want it to.
4: No, 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 of course not. Because that's what keeps it alive. Yeah, there's actually uh the I saw this uh Australian horror movie called Baba Duke that's on demand right now. <laughs> but it's like but it's great because the whole thing is a metaphor for like uh living with loss and grief. Oh, I'm sorry. Something, yeah. It sounds silly. It's a silly thing to kind of you know bring up, but like um it's like it's it's a beautiful way of talking about like, you know, it's like there's this whole kind of like you know demon type thing that's haunting this mom and her son, and it's like you know she's still like dealing with the grief of like losing her husband, yeah. And like it's like you, it's like she has to, she can't fight it. She has to learn to live with it. And it's a, uh, it's 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 so funny because you think you're just watching this kind of horror movie, and at the end you're like, oh shit, yeah, this said much more than I was prepared for. Yeah. Baba Duke. Baba, Baba Duke. Duke. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's an interesting one I think about a lot, like how you, you 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 know you want to be able to move on but you don't want to leave everything yeah. but you don't want to take too much you know it's like you see these people that like have gone through things and they've become so fucking complicated you don't want to be one of them right. but you also don't want to be someone that's like just like i'm new you know i'm you know <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah i don't want to compartmentalize
4: eggs. like emotions i think that can lead to you know a weird spot as a person yeah. where you just start to go okay cool that's over there it's like it's like, well then what's an experience then if you're not you well it's you're actually not, not over
2: there. You can you Yeah, know, yeah.
4: Like, yeah but like, like, you know, you'll you you'll act as if. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think that can you can get into some real weird dark places when you start to go, well, this is this section and this isn't me normally, but I can be that person. I think you'll start to really split your psyche up.
2: It's also impossible because when people try to do that and like anytime I've tried to do that, like or if I've tried not to grieve, it it will physically manifest in yeah. panic attacks. It will it will like come out of your skin. Oh yeah, your body. If you don't deal with it,
1: your body's going to deal with it one way or another. It's either you're either going to deal with it or you're going to be forced to deal with it. And and one of the things that I was able to do, and again, I think it was because of the nature and the way for the way that he died, but was just go well. I'm just going to feel how I'm going to feel on a day to day basis for who knows how long. And if I feel like crying, I will cry. If I feel like being weirdly happy, I will be weirdly happy. And so, basically, not fighting the wave uh, made it a lot easier than if it was like don't want to, you know, trying to fight it off. And it's like I should experience
4: those because that's like, and then all of a sudden, like instead of just having one feeling, you're having two feelings. Like, and you're like, it's like, you're like, oh, I'm happy, but why am I happy? I'm bummed out. I'm happy because I should be bummed out. Right. And everything starts getting muddy. And then you, you know, that's. You know, a lot of
2: people have issues with showing a lot of emotion. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people like would normally suppress that kind of thing, which sucks. They think that there's like a stigma of like crying in public or right. just being really emotional where people just don't like to look at that kind of stuff. Right. Or in public, going get in the truck. <laughs> it's, another,
1: it's another, thing that people. Been a to. lot of time at Cracker Barrels. So have I, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I really have. I'm, i I'm, uh, I'm always sort of, I'm, I'm envious slash a, a little frightened by the lifestyle of a nomadic touring musician. Of you know, I mean, like at least with st- with stand up, you can sort of like. Go to a city fly home go to a city fly home, but that I would love to do like a like a month or two just in a bus yes. around the country, but I feel like at a certain point I might start going crazy
2: it's weird because there's different um moments of it you know like you you feel the beginning of a tour each and the east tour kind of is the same feeling where it's like there's a feeling to the beginning and there's like this like weird rock bottom part and there's like this towards the end part it's just it's like a you have a relationship with every tour and is the uh are you weirded out the most like at the halfway
1: point of the tour or where you go, oh, we're only halfway or is it the beginning or what's
2: what's your weird it's usually point? At The halfway point or it's weather related like cold and tour is a very stressful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's funny. It's like uh, I've been on tour for like 15 years at this point mm-hmm. pretty much consistently. So it just I feel like sometimes there's more comfort on tour than there is at home. Yeah. Just because it's I think cause it's meant to be uncomfortable. So you're like, oh, well, this is supposed to be fucked up. So it's like. Not crazy that I feel weird, but if I'm like home in my like apartment with all my shit around and I feel like bizarre, then it's like, what the fuck is wrong here?
4: Yeah, but those, so when you're on tour, there's, um, there's, you're, it's like you're busy all the time. No, yeah. sort of. Well, it's like, I mean, in, in itself, you could just be sitting on a bus. It's like or a hurry up and wait thing. But yeah, but you're like, you know, you get up that day, you have a show that night. All right, I have this thing to do tonight. When we have to eat before we get there, when I have to make this call, uh, when we get there, we have to soundtrack. And then there's we're gonna, a purpose. Yeah, there's you have this purpose every day. Yeah. This guy, uh, I think he's, I think he's in the band. Braided, it was in the band, Braided Vans or something like that. But he uh, just he got out. He got out of being in a band, and he wrote this whole thing about like all this like weirdness that came out of. He's like, oh, it turns out like I wasn't ever busy. I didn't really ever do anything besides just play these shows. Because he's like sitting at home now. He's like, what do I do? Like he doesn't know what to do ah, without these little. It's an things interesting. To do every day. I have an interesting parallel story, which was. There's a brief period of time when
1: I was young. Um, I wanted to go into cartoons, and my best friend in high school was a storyboard artist, and he was a very successful storyboard artist. And I was like, well, maybe I could go into maybe I could go into storyboards. You know, like maybe this is something I could do because I can draw. I can draw okay. Yeah. And uh, and so he goes, all right. Well, if this is something you want to do, then I'll tell you what uh, someone told me to do. Um, just uh, just draw a guy like walking across the street. I'm like, what do you mean? What's he doing? And they're like, no, he's just a guy. He's just there. Just draw a guy. I'm like, well, he's gotta be doing something. I don't understand. And I could not just fucking draw a guy walking across the street. It was like, does he have any activity? Is he wearing something? Where the car? Like I couldn't, and it was almost like I couldn't define him. And this is where it loops back around is not being able to define someone with by, you know, if they're not doing something, which was such a strange experience. Yeah. And I just didn't become a storyboard artist because I could I could <laughs> never <laughs> just <laughs> draw a guy. I would start and I'm like, what is his leg back? I don't... Fuck, I don't know what he's doing. And wow. so I wonder if that... You know, was more a product of my brain of like, how do you define someone Man. unless they have a specific directive? You still can't you know, cross
4: streets to this day. I
1: won't go across the street. Well. <laughs> no,
4: I matrix jump over <laughs> yeah. them. Um, yeah, but but that's that's a really uh, it's like you your brain almost like overcomplicated the whole thing. completely. But also, but
1: but the idea of trying to define someone by you know what they're doing and that that's who they are. Yeah, and then you sort of have to remember. That that's not always...
2: Well, there's a lot of that on tour. Like, I'm on tour. Right. That, that defines... Yeah. Purpose. Yeah, months, I'm on tour. Months of your life, I'm on tour. And like People say, what do you have to do? Like, oh, I'm on tour. Yeah. And it's, that means so many things, because tour is 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's a really weird thing. I don't know what my life would be like without it, or how I would move past it, or what I'm going to do if my body can't tour anymore. It's just such a part of who I am. Do you... And it always has been. Like, since 15 is when I started touring. Do you ever want to have kids? Yeah, but that's another thing is I'm not like, I feel like I love touring in a very healthy way. It's like I want kids, I have an apartment, I want to like have all that stuff too. And I love being home. I just always also want to be touring. Mm -hmm. Really, it's not like in, but it is also a little bit tied to like losing my sister in those times. I was on tour right after that. And it felt like home was this like devastating place. And on tour, it was like anything can happen. You can wake up every night the next morning. And feel totally different. So there is this like weight that I feel at home and not so much on tour that I do think goes back to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe at some point you'll discover that you should just force yourself to do nothing for a month and see what happens. I mean, like, it's almost rock opera.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rock opera. (laughs) Rock opera. Rock opera. opera.
1: (laughs) It's sort of like exploring, you know, um, it's kind of like why. You know, there's so much emphasis in the press on space exploration. It was like, what about ocean exploration? Like, why not go inward? Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. let's focus some resources and see what the fuck is here. You know, like what's in yourself, you know, taking an inner space. An inner space. Well, the Dennis brain Quay. is a big
2: one. We're, we're only at 15%
1: knowledge of the brain, right? I don't know what the specific percentage is. But That's the last one I read.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the There's a new one, 16 Yeah And then someone else
1: <laughs> Someone else said like Yeah, the percentages thing Isn't really a You know no, Oh,
2: not capacity of what we use I've heard that's bullshit Right uh, A doctor recently told me That's crap But but uh, I recently read something That said we only Science only understands Oh, understands 50% What percent does Right, right, right Which yeah. really upset me
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want to know What that other Yeah, i would love to
2: know And I'd love to like like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like a doctor saying, you're going to start feeling a lot better. Like, if we knew more, then maybe, like, someone could, right. like, flick something in the back of my brain, and they could be like, you know, you're going to be a little bit less worried about, you know, dying of pneumonia. Right. Just because yeah. that one isn't helpful for you. Other ones are, but that one isn't.
4: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if knowing about that stuff, your brain would awaken, like, the parts that, you know, it's like if someone's like saying, oh, these are other things the brain does. I wonder if that would trigger something and. So, and people's brains without having to do anything.
2: I think so Just, because knowing how like anxiety works it, it means so much to me and has changed the way I think like the, the, the grooves nothing things get stuck. And if you get stuck on a the thought, then it's like f- fixes a groove and it's more likely that you'll go to that thought. Like, yeah, it 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 like makes me passionate to push past anxiety.
1: Well, it also because in this case the knowledge is the power that gives you control over the situation. You know how to deal with that information. But when things just start happening and you're like, I don't know, you're just stuck in this loop of helplessness and inactivity because you don't know how to sort it. Yeah. You don't know where it goes. So, you know, I think that's also probably helpful too. And again, that's a more that's a control issue. You're like, "Oh, I know how to I yeah. know
4: I know how to control This anxiety I recently found out Like uh, I've, I've been really into Just like DJing Like like playing music When my friends are hanging out uh, And I've always kind of liked it But I like Find myself doing it More and more uh, How often do your friends Hang out? Well I mean like You know like, it, like when there's a group of friends Like at a house Or something like that I'll be like Oh let me plug in I'll play You know So like you know it happened last new year's and ever since then i've done it maybe about 5 times oh cool you know I, but i think about it a lot and i i started like making playlists and stuff like that and i realized like my need to like play like it gives me something to do but also gives me control of the environment it's like if i'm like oh, if, yeah. I, if i'm like picking songs to play and people will respond to them, i'm like i'm like i'm controlling the feeling of this environment without really participating in yeah yeah i like that yeah it's it's uh it made me cuz i've been friends with dj's for you know forever and like I, I never understood it until like I'm like oh this is neat you're you're caught, you're like you're interacting with these people but you're not you're not talking to them you're just you're just making a thing and it, I think that might be a like a form of like controlling like one's environment or one's situation yeah uh, yeah
2: I read a thing recently about like men who go to like like S&M clubs and, and stuff like that and get like beat up and tied up and whatnot and like how the control is really in their hands because they're controlling the way they're being abused, oh, that's interesting, yeah, wow. and it was like this whole study of like how s and m really is a control thing, even though it seems like it's an out of control thing, <laughs> and it just really fascinated me wow, wow yeah, I, I mean I've never really and I thought about it a lot with the whole ji meshi stuff going on right with which s and yeah, 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 which which it really became twisted to be about that, which is not about that are you uh i mean I don't have any
1: predisposition to like Wanting to get beaten up or wanting to hit—I
4: mean, like—I'm sure don't... there's there's elements that we all have of like you know that stuff like a, like a hair pull or you know or... well
2: yeah but like elements of and all everyone has fetish elements some of them yeah. make a lot of sense like I like college porn and I think the reason why is I didn't go to college.
4: Hey
2: So my impression I my impression, I, mean, I, I kind of have a Do you? And, uh,
4: Yeah I'm like so ooh like, a dorm This is what I assumed Was happening Yeah so,
2: so like The dream is alive Like did you go to college? I did go to college Yeah so it's like You know Whatever fucking Really goes on I'm sure it sucks Or maybe it's awesome Or maybe it's somewhere in between I just You know I didn't go to I did go to
1: college So I like watching porn Where people are getting Their equivalency Or you know
2: <laughs> Yeah Going online and or
4: just Or trying to achieve Their dreams earlier Do you really on? like Medical Osborne. dental office. Yeah, it's like it's because um,
2: the dream is. It's like the, my impression of college from the things I've seen online is just that. Like that's what goes on.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it was it's actually a kind of a weird thing too. It's uh, like I guess any kind of like fetish or uh, something like that. It's like I didn't know, I didn't realize it until like I saw it and I was like, oh, and I and then you saying it made me go, yeah, I do look up specifically. Yeah,
2: like, dare dorm. Yeah, yeah. College fuck fest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, there's all these college related places. <laughs> that's fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Well, I
1: wonder if that's mm-hmm. also, you know, there's, but there's also something about, in a broader sense, I'm guessing, if I'm just hyperanalyzing everything, there is something about uh, soiling an institution. You know what I mean? Like the institution of college. Interesting. There's no, yeah. something about like, you know. <laughs>
2: soiling an institution. Yeah, yeah, I mean
4: essentially. Like college or cabs. Oh fuck trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about train trains? <laughs>
1: That's where everyone gets on a train and then lines up all the way at the end of the train. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh what if snow catcher what if snow was a piercer, what if snow was a snowpiercer was a porn. Yeah. Snowpiercer becomes snowcatcher. Nah, nah, yeah. Right, yeah right, I right, nah. <laughs> Gross me out.
4: What? <laughs> Gaggy gag with a gag spoon. Gaggy with
1: a spoon.
0: Hey. Yay.
1: Nice. By the way, the song "Valley Girl" still totally holds up. If you listen to it, <laughs> it still fucking totally holds up, start to finish. Wow, shit! The satire.
2: Uh, yeah, so maybe that it, maybe that is something about you know. I think we all have different fetishes. It's just based on different things that we've have or haven't experienced. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. That's true.
1: Although I really, honestly, don't think I have anything that's. I mean, it's just well, like you wouldn't think it's out of the no, way sex way. is fun, with the ferrets. <laughs> 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 right? uh,
0: parrots. with parrots yeah.
1: <laughs> no yeah I don't know I keep Jonah has this bit about how he races home one time to jerk off uh, and he gets in the door and he had all these dogs and he runs into the bedroom and right as he's about to come the dogs run in and they think it's playtime and so now he's in this situation I'm sorry for doing your bit oh, no, but now he's in this situation where he's coming and having to kick dogs in the face uh, to keep them away. And he's like, What if I did that's the moment I discover that's a thing that I have. Like yes. so I,
4: I'm kind of how fetishes start, like a weird thing happens. Yeah and then you go it, it could be hold on. That was the best orgasm
2: <laughs> I've ever had. Hold on. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm always I'm always wondering if something's gonna happen where I'm like, Oh my
2: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh that yeah. well you maybe you need to put yourself in more situations.
1: But if I did that, then I wouldn't have as much control Oh, no. shit No, you know, for me, control was about uh, Well, I think there are a couple of things Number one, um, my parents fought a lot when I was a kid So did they stay together? Child- what? they stay together? They did not stay together They divorced when I was 11 um, uh, And so they uh, they fought a lot when I was a kid So, you know, that didn't And my parents were both individually great to me Like, I didn't, yeah. they were not Shitty to me at all They were wonderful But to each other They were You know They did not get along And so There's a certain amount Of like Oh I seek control And stability Because you know I saw this kind of Tumultuous thing When I was growing up And it was never abusive like, It was never physically abusive Just like Just yelling yeah. How does uh,
2: that, that work for you In relationships now In your life
1: um, I don't know actually you, I, I do think Sometimes I find myself In situations where I'm trying to fix something uh-huh. Or trying to fix someone like oh i can stitch this up in a way that maybe i couldn't for my parents i don't know i don't know i'm sure there are many innovative ways that will (laughs) continue to reveal themselves throughout (laughs) my life but then also um you know now i'm such a stickler for uh and i wouldn't say that i'm like a rabid control freak but i really do like control especially because you know i was such a I was such a loose cannon when I was in my 20s and just like drank a bunch and just did a bunch of crazy stuff that I feel like now I just I just need to have everything you know I never gave a shit about anything before like paying bills on time or showing up <laughs> places or you know like I would just I could just drink for a week and it would be great and now it's very much like you know calendars very organized like I I need to see everything laid out I like to know exactly what's going on you know yeah. so For me, I think that's that's how my control um, manifests manifests Mm -hmm. itself. Just trying to be able to control the events, and also I also think that catastrophizing, which it sounds like you do a bit, is definitely a control issue. Yeah, because if you're catastrophizing, you're basically predicting what you perceive as you know the easiest outcome. Like, well, of course this is going to happen. Yeah, because that you know it's it's much harder for us to project like the what if I succeed and I'm happy? You know that's much <laughs> harder to project because especially with what we do, there's just the there's the the you know it's sort of like a batting average the the high success rates are actually still very low percentage wise so we just get so used to rejection and brick walls and
2: and also like kind of to what you're saying like if you're gonna like have a career. As absurd as like writing songs or playing music or something like that, which is like it's so hard there's such a small percentage that that'll work out, yeah, then like the percentage that your house will catch fire is probably small also, but it's like if you're the kind of person that's like banking on this little thing, it also works the other way. sometimes I feel like I can imagine all the the, the crazy like struck getting hit by lightning or eaten by a shark percentages happening to me too, yeah because I'm thinking about that in positive areas of my life as well
1: did any of the songs of uh, that became hit songs were you were you like, oh yeah,
2: or were you like, what just happened? I've never been like, oh yeah. It's, it's always a big. It's a weird thing because it's like there's two parts of me. There's a part of me that like wants to take over the world and thinks I can do it and thinks I have all these great ideas and it makes me work like crazy. And there's a part of me that thinks I'm a total piece of shit and they're constantly like fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's no arrogance to the to the other part. It's not like like it. It's just it's more like a confidence. It's like an exciting feeling. Sure. It's not like um. It's not like a dark feeling it's actually like i love it and i wish i had more of it sometimes um but it's but it's strictly artistic it's not commercial so i only think about that with like the quality of the work when something commercially becomes a big thing i always think like oh that's wild
1: well there's no and and also i think it's important to remind people that there's no merit in keeping yourself down or thinking you're a piece of shit there's no merit in that like i think some people are so worried and i've talked to people before that are sort of like well I mean, I just don't want to be one of those egocentric people, you know, so I keep yeah, myself down. Yeah. It's like, well, A, you're still focused on yourself, and B, uh, <laughs> there's no merit in shitting on yourself. Like that doesn't do anyone any good. You can't
2: do any good for anyone. Really uninteresting also. <laughs> yeah. It's really like a tired concept. Yeah. You know, which is probably why like we're all so focused on Kanye, which is you know, there's a lot of different elements about him, but one thing that's really exciting about him is how much he loves what he does and then goes and does it. Right. Yeah. And, and actually, like, does a great job at his specific work. Well, I think it's we always
4: think about the, the type of artist that, with that crazy amount of confidence, that everyone's like, yeah, I man, they're so shitty. Don't they know? Yeah, I think everyone's you know? terrified of being that. Yeah, exactly. That's like the, that's a huge fear I have of just, uh, you know, overstepping my own boundaries. Here's a fun thing to remember, though. Most of the things that you fear the most
1: will never come to pass.
2: But for some people, they do.
1: (laughs) Some things do. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. That you cannot say with 100%
2: certainty that all of them don't. For example, if Chris Brown looks in the mirror and he's like, is everybody saying I'm a... Terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I was there to be like, yes, yeah. like, and go away while you're at yeah, it. Like, but then he says in the mirror, you think, "What you saying
4: And then he punches the yeah, mirror. Like,
2: <laughs> what, what you think everyone is saying? It's actually a hundred times worse. No, Chris yeah. Brown looks in the mirror and he says, "It doesn't matter what they say, and I don't care about <laughs> <Yeah>. that."
1: <laughs> oh my yeah. god, Joni, you're just like Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> and goes like on a his zoot suit and goes out. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, so it is stressful because there are these characters that like. You're almost, it's almost the opposite. You're like, do you even know how much we all hate you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do you even know what's being said? But I think ultimately, you know, then that's
1: like defining yourself by other external things and if you can be happy with yourself and like what you do and just be comfortable with that, then none of that stuff really matters. That's true. And I had a doctor once, you know, when I was a much worse hypochondriac that would say, look, if you hear, uh, if you hear uh, hoof sounds, if you hear, you know, it's probably a horse and not a zebra. In other words, you know, the, the, the unlikely, it's probably not the unlikely thing. It's probably more the likely thing. Yeah. Of course, my answer is like, what if I'm in the savannah? You know, but, uh, <laughs> but. I had a
2: doctor when I was going through, really, it was in Japan, and I thought I was dying, but I was having a panic attack. And this much older doctor came over and he said something to me in the I never forgot. He, he, I thought it, I had him check me all out. And then we had this, like, really somber moment where we both realized that I was just. Anxious, and it wasn't a big deal, and I didn't need to like pay the premium to have the doctor come to my hotel room. But he looked at me and he goes, "It takes decades for someone to understand their own body." And I think about it every day because it's so incredible. It's like there's this pressure we're just supposed to get it. Everything we feel, it's us. So we're just supposed to get it. If we don't get it, then we're stupid, or we're out of touch, or or we're not, you know, whatever it is. But like maybe it's going to take me till I'm seventy to understand what it really feels when I start to feel panic or anxiety and how I can soothe it. Right, I loved it. I think wow. about it all the time. It's a good quote. He might have also
1: said, what if he whispered in your something like, uh, have you ever seen naturally blonde pubic hair? Because <laughs> he was in Japan. And...
2: Well, he probably left the room and was like, he was like, There's it takes <laughs> decades for someone to understand their body. I was like, thank you. Somebody's probably left and he goes, that guy's... F-
4: Fucking. By
1: the way, John, I did not say that was something I was interested in. I said that was something. It was kind of a
4: detailed thing to bring up. No, because
1: I was saying there's a there's a less. Are you specific? In Japan, the zebra has blonde pubes. Yeah, I I wouldn't overthink it. That was a lot of metaphor mashing. (laughs) 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 Little Japan
2: zebra. (laughs) I want to go there so bad. I want to go to Tokyo so bad. No, I want to go. I want to
4: see that robot. I want to go that robot burlesque bar.
2: It's so cool because it's. I, I, I've done a bunch of traveling And of all the places I've been Everywhere I go I'm like Oh We look a little different We talk different We eat different things But we're the same Absolutely But I, in Japan It's like This is <laughs> another world And I love it It's so Amazingly Just culturally different
1: Yeah I can't wait I don't know when I'm going to have the time to go But I really want to go Yeah I really want to go Let's just go now
2: Do it It's I'm not gonna... that
1: far
4: from here You guys Flight live in LA Can Yeah you Stop I know. in Hawaii
1: Yeah Hawaii 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 <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. (laughs) Hey, get some
4: more letters, Jonah, for your fucking alphabet. We only need that many. What is it, 12? 12, yeah. 12. Mm Yeah. So, what are the 12?
2: You invented this?
4: No, no, but I'm from Hawaii. You are? Yeah. And to. to, Really? To graduate, yeah. Uh, And to graduate, you have to take like Like all studies. What? Like you were born there? Yeah, born and raised. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you can't tell.
2: Them? No, <laughs> you look specifically East Coast.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's it's funny like being from somewhere so so specific and having everyone like assume like it's like I got north northwest a ton when I first moved out here. I got Canadian and like the, and there was once I started kind of like you know like drinking like people were like it's well, like it's like oh you're from chicago right which is like a horrible thing to say about chicago people <laughs> uh, you drink a lot you you're from chicago right <laughs> uh, but it's uh it's all the it's a A E I O U, aeiou um and then a uh k uh w i can you know. can't go back there now okay yeah exactly they're not going to let me back Where
2: we're in hawaii main uh, island
4: uh, yeah oahu cool yeah you, have you been?
2: Yeah. I'm going again in February.
4: Oh, nice. With bleachers? Yeah, we're playing a show. Nice. Where?
2: I don't know. I huh. know where, anywhere else, I'd be like, I know the venue, the date, blah, 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 Hawaii, it's like, my agent called and was like, we got this thing in Hawaii. I was like, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> like,
4: yeah, you know? yeah.
1: The word Loa is probably in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mana. Manapua. By the um, way, ma- Maka. It's a thing to say. Mm-hmm. Soon <laughs> it will be. Yeah, It's already true. Christmas almost. Uh, Fucking Chris- I I saw them... Erecting the Christmas tree lot near
2: my house The music is oh, yeah. nice
1: It's very nice I like the music I takeover like the music It's very
2: romantic I mean I, the one thing that cinema has done well for us as like a people is giving us like a good sense of love in Christmas Yeah You know like Christmas music makes me think of like getting the one you want that doesn't want you Yes it Just feels like, like shit works out in Christmas
4: Yep Also I love that Paul McCartney Christmas song
1: Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The production is so cool. It's such a cool song,
2: and everyone shits on it. Everyone shits on that song. It's, song. it's a great song. It's a great song. I wonder what the next big Christmas song is going to be.
1: Who would do it? Who would it be? You know what Christmas song I love and I never hear anymore at Christmas? It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's making turkey and collard greens. <laughs> When they did the Yo MTV, when they did like the the MTV Christmas album, that first MTV Christmas album, oh, that's fucking right. yeah, yeah. awesome. That was good.
2: Can... Mariah is still the biggest, yeah, and the best. It deserves to be the best. It is really, yeah, it's that really one's great.
4: Good. The Neil Diamond Christmas album is really good too.
2: Um, Springsteen Live, uh, Santa Claus Coming in Town. I, I hear yeah. when he talks to Clarence during the <laughs> yeah, song, yeah, exactly. And he asks Clarence if he's what do been you want? good. Yeah,
4: yeah, you've yeah. been
1: good, Clarence. And i like, gonna bring you a new saxophone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I the love offers that. a new
4: saxophone. Here he comes. <laughs> It's no so Bruce Casanas,
1: just a figment of our
2: imagination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that other Christmas songs are really good. Paul's the best one. That's artistically the best. No, well, the best written song I think is um uh oh what's the dark one? Which um, one? Oh the uh It's like it's super famous. Um No, uh uh Oh my god, it's like really sad Oh, Last Christmas by Wham? No, it's, okay. it's but that's a good one Christmas Shoes? No, not Christmas <laughs> Shoes that song. Is that a song?
4: Yes yeah. um, Is it the ships one? No Oh my god All for Christmas? No White Christmas? Racist No it's Blue like, Christmas? It's like sad hmm. oh. Blue Christmas? That's <laughs> what you just said
1: Fuck, I, I don't uh. know. Do, can you think of any part of it? Uh, it's probably any, Love
4: Actually. Any carpenter's Christmas song, which there are many. Oh, they put yeah. out like two double albums of.
2: That's it. Have yourself oh, a yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Have, Have yourself. Fun, it you is a fucking
1: good sad good. one. That's just that's that's just, that's when a guy is just alone with a bottle yeah. next to him.
2: We'll be we'll be Jesus together like beautiful. if the fates allow. Like, yeah.
1: Well, oh, that's someone who's made a very chilling decision. Troubles, we'll be
2: <laughs> Christmas yeah. for me—I'm Jewish, so every year you're not Jewish. I am not. But you look funny that Neil yeah, Diamond released another, a Christmas thing, album. Yeah. Um, I go to the I Don't
1: but, understand Your crazy traditions <laughs> oh, Why it's only One day of the year <laughs> I think that'd be Really funny Neil Diamond <laughs> Sings trying to Understand Christmas songs But he, uh, yeah that, His album is really good It's a Christmas album What's with that bush Why not a candle like, He just doesn't Really <laughs> just understand What's with that bush That's what it's called <laughs> <laughs> Neil Diamond what's Which with also that bush? Described the era In which he thrived Yeah <laughs> There's a really phenomenal Christmas song uh, by Rufus Wainwright and the McGarrigal family called "Spotlight on Christmas" that I fucking love. I don't know. It's a really. But I love him and them. It's yeah. just, it's just Rufus's like, you know, he's
2: he's got the. Is his sister on it? The sister, yeah. Because I prefer on her. It. I actually like her voice better. Oh, you do? I think she's brilliant.
4: Saw them one. I'm year, a Loudon fan. Really, I saw you them one year at Carnegie nice Hall. Song. swim song is one of the all, it's one of the best Wainwright songs. Interesting. Yeah, do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I can't get enough of it. Okay. But well, I also like Rufus and yeah, Martha.
1: That's right. Well, yeah, so that's <laughs> good. You know, it's nice that uh, that you're excited about the holiday coming up, and that uh, there's. I don't some...
2: like buying people gifts. That fucking makes me crazy. Well, yeah, because you don't want to send thank you notes, and you know. <laughs> well, yeah, don't, but also, I'll be fair. I don't want gifts. That's good. I don't. I don't care. I really don't. No one ever gets me anything I want. I don't want anything, so it's like I don't care.
1: What about GIFs? A short internet movie. GIFs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> short internet
2: movie. <laughs> GIF to me is, by the way, porn related. Just to circle back to that. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think most people my age, GIF, JPEG, AVI. Yeah. <laughs> remember AVIs?
4: VLC player for some of those files, friend. Like, those AVI files. Do you remember yet?
1: going to like a? Uh, chat Avi's the guy room? running the camera in the college porn. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's how <laughs> Avi, I got you the name this, bro.
1: My friend Avi uh, Berman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring up this song. Well, whether I don't, we're 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 at an hour and six minutes already, which oh, is really? amazing because it it's honestly just felt like seven minutes to
4: me. Hey, uh, I like that uh, Bleacher oh. sound. thank you. It's really good. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's really good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, you should be. It's uh, it's it fucking flows too. It's a good sequence. That is coming yeah. yeah. that like, I do. It's like you know because I like new records. I like to put them on and I'll just loop them. I'll loop the record. Yeah. And I like it's uh like Like the new the the always record is like one of those records I can do that too, and then you know like Kurt Vile and the Violators. It's like there's certain records that I can like. It's like in yours is a good sequence. It was
2: thought of like I always write like I always write the first song, I write the last song. Like it's very, it's never I've never written 25 songs, pick 12 and sequence them. Like the songs I wrote, those were all the songs I wrote. They were written to be in the place. Too too often a big like. A big symptom of two thousand and fourteen is these albums that sound like twelve singles, and not albums, right yeah, and they 're so absurd, like it's so it 's so sad you know yeah. like, um so i i've felt so compelled like this has to be an album mm-hmm. you know made for the people who are going to listen mm-hmm. to it as an album because people still buy albums it's you know yeah. It's not or people still listen if they don 't buy them, they still listen to albums, yeah. music is bigger than ever, it's just less money in it, and oh. I think
4: yeah, yeah there's more more people uh. More people buying, you know, vinyl.
2: More than yeah, ever. people should remember. I feel like the conversation about the music industry falling apart should be separate from the conversation about the that music. music as, as if not more important than ever.
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. That the Where the money's
2: of, flowing is a separate conversation.
4: Yeah, there's nothing. Has nothing to do with like. But it's like everyone talks when they say like it's like music's not doing good. No, music's fucking.
2: Flying high It's the
4: industry
1: It's the business Behind it We're talking about The delivery method The delivery method The platform It's all It's all Yeah but it's
2: not like Yeah that's weird And that'll get figured out And we'll Mm. all be fine Yeah It's more like You know Great records are still coming out. Bands are playing amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Sounds are constantly changing. It's exciting. Stuff. Yeah, so, it's really cool. Man. Why don't
1: you think of your body like music? It'll all sort out and it'll all be fine. <laughs> and just and just
2: blow off into a, yes. into a fiery ball like <laughs> yes, Just let it. That's go. what I want. Pippin want to blow up. Let it. Right. Yeah. Were you about to do some let it go bit? Um no no you were yeah,
1: you were <laughs> no I think you were shut up you were you were gonna do let it go you shut up no fuck you it'd <laughs> <laughs> be a great podcast no fuck you no fuck you and it just yeah. it's just basically just someone blaming everyone else for all their problems yeah no fuck you uh, well
2: thank you so do you wanna do you wanna plug anything specifically or or well any plugging I I, I would do at this point would. Would be undone by everything we already talked about if someone's not interested in the things we said. So I feel like we've had such extensive conversation that people are either going to look me up or not at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think they will. You are.
1: Uh, uh, it's just your name, uh, Jack Antonoff at tw- uh, uh, Twitter.
2: Yeah, or the Bleachers one is Bleachers music, but they're they all sort of become one thing nowadays. Oh, by the way, it was very nice to meet you and. uh Lena at
1: the Emmys. Yeah, that you were both so sweet, and I was so nervous, and she made me feel so comfortable. You can you can find out a lot about people at award shows.
2: I really think that
1: because that's when they're in like weird.
2: Well, it's like a horrible atmosphere. There's like tons of famous people around. It was like yeah. press around. It's like when you meet people. Like when I met you just for a second, it was like, oh, what a nice guy. It's like okay, that's a, a you know. That is a really interesting, nice person, very different than a lot of the experiences that you have throughout the night. Well, you know, everyone's just
1: scared. It's a weird environment.
2: Everyone's scared and they're uncomfortable and they
1: don't want to be exposed and they're ner- they're nervous or they don't want to. I don't know. Because you know why? Because you cannot control that environment. No. And so, yeah. you know. But like it could be
2: so fun. Like, I met. It should be fun. I met a whole bunch of people from Game of Thrones. I was having the oh, time nice. of my life. Also, I was just be- there being supportive. It wasn't like an award show I was involved with, so it was easier. You just got to have fun, and relax. Game but like, of of it was so cool. I met the Hound. Yeah.
1: Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Game I met
2: Jon Snow. Thrones. I met George R. Game R. Martin. Nice. Game of fucking um, Thrones. Game of fucking thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. It was really exciting. That show specifically, when you meet the people from it, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's because
4: they're so otherworld. It's just yeah, like, they're not from here. Yeah, I got so confused. I was watching that um, "God Save it's the Girl." It's Not like meeting Laura Dern. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. But like, there's a girl. There's a girl from Game of Thrones that's in that Bell and Sebastian guy's movie, uh, "God Save the Girl." Which girl? Um, I'm trying to think of Is who it. Marjorie. It, uh, She's been doing a lot of work lately. I think so. Natalie
2: Dormer. Is that her name? Is that Natalie Dormer? I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> Natalie Dormer.
4: Yes. Try and think I'm trying to remember Who she is in the show it's, it's fucking? there's a hundred characters On that TV show But if you look her up uh, She's like very Very obviously Who? What character? Uh, I'm trying to think What does she look think. like? She's, uh, she's She's red hair? Yes But she's oh. not the one She's not like She's not Jon Snow's no, Not Jon Snow's lover uh, not, Lena Lena, not Lena Headey? Not Lena No. Joffrey's wife No not Joffrey's wife God save
1: the girl? It's not Joffrey It's Joffrey Geoffrey No it's J-O-F-F Oh is it also Geography uh, No it's not Any of those things You're just adding Vowel <laughs> sounds, sounds You point. fucking
4: Hawaiian <laughs> <laughs> What God, save the girl. God help the girl
2: Not a film <laughs>
4: <laughs> What was I doing Was I just yeah. Falling asleep Listening to Bells of Bash Imagine, the I Imagine. The girl from Skins. Oh she was also In Skins That girl
2: I don't see her I can't see her uh, The, girl. the Oh yeah, yeah. She plays um, what's his phone? Oh yeah, she, fucking the big guy, yes, Sam's. Yeah, that's right. Sam's. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, <sighs> I just, I just, I saw that that poster or trailer or something. Yeah, and I was like, her. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: It's good, and she's great in it. She's very. Who from funny. Bell and
2: Sebastian makes films? What? Who from Bell and Sebastian it's makes the, films? Uh,
4: the main guy. What's his face? Bell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's the singer. So he crowdsourced uh, the movie.
2: Oh, uh, uh, you're right. It's uh, <laughs>
4: Stuart Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he wrote cool. it. It's a musical. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. And he crowdsourced the whole thing, and uh, it's a it's good. It's a nice little. It's very twee, but it's very good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you been watching Sonic Highways? You said you like rock docs. You've been watching I, Sonic I Highways. I haven't
2: just because it, it, like it started the day I left for tour. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I I am um, this is like totally the old model. I'm sure corporations would love to hear me say this, but like when you know all the streaming business is at the whim of Wi-Fi, and if you don't have it all the time, if you're, like, traveling, you just need to buy episodes of stuff on iTunes. Yeah. Just buy tons of stuff, which is... I feel like I'm the last person that's still just buying everything. Yeah. Yeah, I I still... That's, that's yeah. the big thing when people talk about Spotify and Netflix and the, that whole side of music and film industry and whatnot. It's all at the whim of internet, which is not as big a part of the conversation as it should be. So everyone's like, when's Spotify going to take over? And like, the answer is when internet is everywhere all the time. Which yeah. is going
1: to be very difficult. And I mean, it can be, We can get that in chunks of the country, but America's just too fucking big.
2: Yeah. But yeah. what do you think, five years, internet will just be everywhere? It'll be, it should be most places. But you
1: really do forget how much empty space there is. In but now th- the
2: cars have internet.
1: Cars do have internet, so which drive is great Wyoming. because I was not distracted enough while I was driving. So yeah. I need more
2: <laughs> things to pull my attention. Uh, I have let touch. my license expire because I am aware that I'll probably kill myself if I keep driving. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's good that I you... let it happen and I'm that. moving on. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's
1: not... Unless, again, you're driving with your entire fam- friends and family all in the same car.
2: Problem there is I'd have to make sure it was enough of an intense... Whack or fly off a cliff that we all go out. I think flying off a cliff would do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just go up the one. Yeah, but what if it doesn't? And hit and a left. Uh, <laughs> go up the one and it? hang a left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere.
1: <laughs> uh, that is an excellent place to end the podcast, Jack. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> and. Yeah. Two, three, four.
4: You know the song? Yeah, I've heard this song. The
3: best that you can,
0: but don't all
1: the
2: and toys, all right, sounds way less vibrato.
1: Yeah. Totally does. What year is this? Um It's a few years old. The McGarrigal Christmas Hour album. Don't all
3: the and pearls, never
1: Jonah hates Christmas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> recording this so we can get it on the end of the show. Let us we won't get
1: in trouble for this, right, Hannah? Oh. I mean, John,
3: right?
1: And the like, really? <laughs> no, the more commentary, the better. Listen to Rufus shine like a spotlight on Christmas. So is his mother in there? Kate and Anna which I think are the is it a mother or is it the sisters
2: just the McGregor no the McGregor twins right or isn't that one of is that his mother oh,
1: I don't know I need to go back and figure this all out
0: don't Jesus,
1: Jones. you doing
2: that uh, you know if you want to do a, a I've always wanted to try something sure if you put the volume back up yeah a, a real natural fade see if this works
0: The LR Fade,
3: the, the IRL Fade. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.